Welcome to Season 3 of the Spotlight Series, Don't Just Survive, Thrive. Season 1 was launched to help people through the pandemic by talking to a variety of experts about topics such as psychology, finance and health. Season 2 focused on more work-related issues, including HR, marketing and leadership. Now it is time for Season 3. Season 3 is centred on the IT industry, specifically tech startups. There are also career spotlights where I talk to senior IT people about the secrets to their impressive career journeys. My name is Nicholas Steele, founder of JJP Talent Solutions, an Australian IT recruitment company. For over 20 years, I've helped tech startups and innovative SMEs to attract, recruit and retain technical talent. I hope you enjoy listening. I'm delighted to introduce Mary Callahan. Mary is the Senior Director of Product Management at Hitachi Energy. Having progressed her career there over many years as the company has grown and been acquired several times. Mary, thank you for joining me on Season 3, Episode 26 of the Spotlight Series, Don't Just Survive, Thrive. Thanks, Nicola. It's lovely to be chatting to you today. Thank you. It's lovely to talk to you, Mary. Um, So if we can start by finding out a little bit more about you and your background and your personal story. Sure. Um, Well, I was born in Dublin many moons ago. I was reared and educated there um, into a family of seven children. I'm the youngest, um, but a big gap between myself and my eldest brother. There's like uh, 17 years. Wow. Yeah, so oh, oh, he was almost an adult when I was born. Mm. Um, I had a wonderful childhood and an exceptional mother who was my first role model. Yes. Um, the economy was bad in Dublin around about 89, and I came over here for a year adventure. Never intended to leave that big family, um, but I gradually settled here. It was a decision that came slowly and by the time I actually got my final visa, I had two beautiful daughters. Ironically, my eldest daughter went to London for a year adventure, and that was six years ago. So she's over there and I'm here. Um, Pre-COVID, I traveled home every year to see the family and uh, also, you know, obviously my daughter there in London and she'd come across to Dublin and then we'd go on a merry adventure. Um, So I'm really looking forward to traveling again. Outside of work, um, in fact, I've I've had a bit of a renaissance since COVID. I've gone from being a casual cyclist to a very keen cyclist. It's almost my sanity. <laughs> and I also do a bit of running and then balance it off with Pilates um, for this aging body of mine. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty active um, physically, which um, – I'll make reference to later in one of the questions that you posed for me. It, it actually helps with everything that's happening in the work arena as well. Mm-hmm. So that's me. Yes. And it's interesting, isn't it, that um, you left Dublin to come to Australia and then your daughter goes to London. I mean, I, oh, think. Look, I remember um, 
and your family probably said it to you yourself, like, what would you do if one of your kids went to the far side of the world? And I remember I joke and say I'd chop their knees off, their legs off at the knees. You know, that is never going to happen. And there she is. I mean, she's got a great life over there and she loves it. Um, yeah. I'm still hanging on to the possibility that she will come back here and settle. But you bring them up to be confident and independent and she's both of them. So as both my girls are, so... I think I did an okay job there. Absolutely. And your mum as well, raising seven children is pretty incredible over 17, 18 years, um, which is, yeah, I can't imagine doing that. No, me neither. I had two. I couldn't imagine having more than that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm happy with my two and my little dog, and that's about it. Um, So, Mary, tell me a bit more about your career and the main highlights that you've had um, over that time. Sure. So I've been very fortunate with my career. I mean, some of it is um, application but certainly some of it is luck. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had many roles and responsibilities along the way. And in preparation for this, I actually reflected and I could count 10 different roles since I came to Australia. Um, highlights have definitely been traveling to different parts of, of the world, um, spending time with colleagues and customers overseas in different regions. I always managed to tack a holiday onto the back of the business trip. So very fortunate in that regard and visit somewhere new. Um, At the end of 2019, I was actually awarded Global Product Manager of the Year by my peers. And that was an unexpected, but also a very proud highlight to be recognized for being a team player and adding value was very rewarding and also Mm -hmm quite humbling I've got goosebumps here now even talking about it um so it's really about building successful long-term relationships with colleagues and peers and and customers you know valued partnerships so that's a few of the highlights for me absolutely so all about the the people not just the accolades a hundred percent actually I recently had occasion to update my resume and I think I put in there that I'm somebody who works in technology but actually prefers people to technology and and that's that's true Um, you know Mm -hmm. if you look at my Gallup strengths and it's all about arranging coordinating building relationships all my strengths are in that space Um, I leave the real heavy technical expertise to people who are really good at it and that's not me yeah absolutely I'm the same it's all about the people and those relationships and everything and Mary what have been the main challenges for you over your career and would you say they've been intensified because you're female I I do think being a female in an arena that's predominantly male is a challenge for sure, especially when I started. I'm a fair way through my career now. So, you know, decades ago. And then finding a balance between, you know, dropping your female characteristics to to show a strong personality was tricky at times, but Mm -hmm. it was only through experience that I actually recognized you don't have to be one or the other. You can be both. I've always been fortunate to have a mentor, either informally or formally. I was never afraid to ask questions. Um, I'd have a mentor that'd be like a trusted, more experienced individual that I could use as my sounding board and pick holes in my logic if there were any or reaffirm that I I was on the right path. 
And in the main, that was a male mentor. So that made me comfortable, you know, with male counterparts as well. Uh, and again, that was because of the lack of gender balance in the environment I was working in. Having said that, over the years, I met some amazing female colleagues who were role models and trailblazers in, in, in this technology industry. And that for sure helped me along the way. Mm -hmm. um, still today, I have a mentor mentee relationship with an ex male boss of mine. And I, I think I'm teaching him a bit in the, the soft skills. We have a laugh. We actually cycle together and we have a laugh about when he tells me about some tricky situations that he's had dealing with people when he just wants to go from naught to 10 very quickly. Mm -hmm. And he'll say to himself, now, what would Mary do here? So uh, it's all about balance. Yes. Absolutely. And I guess using that kind of uh, superpower of, of compassion, for example, like that example you just gave with the, the male mentor um, about bringing that into. That's right. I mean, we used to talk about uh, we used to talk about IQ being the be all and end all. And then it was um, emotional intelligence, you know, being mm -hmm. able to do that. And, and eventually. Um, AI will be able to do a lot of a lot of very smart things, but it won't be able to manage those emotional skills. Absolutely. Um, and Mary, what would you what do you think are the secrets to your success? I think um, backing myself, knowing who I am, and and the foundation of my childhood and. The upbringing I had, um, being the youngest to seven, I always had somebody in, in my corner, known who I am and, and what I wanted. Um, also being true to my core values is paramount and treating people equally, whether it's the person in the kitchen filling up the tea bag jar or the senior manager that you see at a board meeting, you know, being respectful. Yes. Um, I also learned my uh, younger self wasn't very good at this, but along my journey, I learned to keep an ego out of an equation when you're dealing with difficult conversations, um, being open to change, because as we know, change is a constant. We've all experienced that over the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. And for me to be able to manage those situations, a key factor is, as I mentioned earlier, the physical and, and mental well-being taking care of me so I can be the best version and exercise helps me to stay balanced and focused yes absolutely um and it's interesting about that ego of your younger self as well which is quite often in these podcasts men mention their ego um and women not quite so much but... yeah well, see I'm a Taurus and um <laughs> you know it comes with it, it. It's in the DNA, so I, I just have to say, take a breath, Mary. Smile, Mary. You know, and my twenty-year-old self do that. I knew everything when I was twenty. You know, oh, yeah, didn't don't we know. all? I suppose. Um, but you know, just being able to listen without having to be right—that is a life lesson. I'm smiling and laughing because both my girls are Taurians, so I've got them right. stubborn, stubborn. But so you have it in stereo. Oh, Nicola. my goodness. And my husband and I are both airy, fairy, air signs. So we're like, what's yeah. going on? 
<laughs> my mother used to say to me that I shot from the hip because I didn't put any buffers or, or intros or niceties. I just went for the juggler. But I, I have learned this Mary is is different. You know, sometimes when you're in those tricky situations, you go back to your yeah. slide or flee. Absolutely. Um, so you're at Hitachi Energy, um, yeah. which has gone through, I think, did, did it yeah. start as Mincom? We started as Mincom, yeah, in yes. the 80s. And yeah. then, yeah, we've had a few iterations for sure. But we're 100% Tashi Energy now. Yeah, awesome. So with Hitachi Energy, what kind of initiatives have you got there to really inspire uh, more women in tech? So Hitachi Energy have a, a really comprehensive program in, in that space. Um, we're part of the Women in Technology Network and also part of um on the fringes of the National Association for Women in Technology. I'm involved in both of those networks. Certainly ABB, a former iteration of, of where I am today, was a member of uh, NAWO, as it's called. Um, and with the Women in Technology, there was a recent award, a gala awards night here in Brisbane, and Tashi Energy put a table um, sponsored a table for uh, nominating female employees for the Women in Technology Awards. And the table itself even had a great mix of representation from, you know, more mature ladies like myself, some of our male peers, and then some of the graduates that we've taken on. The other initiatives that uh, Hitachi Energy has in place is uh, their sponsor at the Women in STEM Careers Online Expo. Mm -hmm. Um, They have initiatives that make sure any you know pictures images that um that are used for promotional material uh, here in australia reflect gender diversity and women in various roles in the workplace uh, they ensure that uh, we have equal representation of women and men when external speakers are sourced for internal events and there's also a talent program as part of the the global talent program called Female Talent Development Program. And as part of that program, uh, female participants are assigned mentors and they have uh, a program for professional and personal development, which they follow with their mentor. Mm -hmm. So it it really is quite comprehensive and very pleasing to, um, to know that. Which it would have been a very different world when you saw oh, oh God, yeah, hundred um, percent. And also, I have to say, through all iterations of the organisation, whether it was Mincom, um, ABB, Hitachi ABB, Hitachi Powergrids, and now Hitachi Energy, that if if I find some external training that I want to do which I recently done last year, I've just finished this year. My management team are very supportive of that to help continue to to invest in in my uh, professional and personal development. That's fantastic. And I think I saw the pictures of you and the other ladies at the events. Um, Yeah, that was at um, the convention centre here in Brisbane. It was a fabulous night. It was really good fun and a lovely networking event. It's a long time since I was at an event like that, you know, yeah that number of people because of the the COVID situation but it was lovely 
I saw a lot of really lovely photos of people and the everyone looked really glamorous and really dressed up and yeah um, it was and and such a lot of younger people um there which was exceptional fantastic so mary over those years you've been building teams particularly product teams when you're building those teams what are the key characteristics you look for uh when you're hiring so it sounds a bit corny Nicola but it's it's honest it's it's a team player when I bring someone on board I'm very clear about my expectations and I articulate that I'm hiring a professional that they've been chosen to join a great team and I expect them to do their role because if they're not it's going to be a drain on somebody else mm-hmm. in the existing team and and that requires mutual respect and trust and I tell them on day one that I'm gifting them with my respect and trust today and that it's now their responsibility to keep it. Mm-hmm. And they will do that, um, you know, if they share the core values and if their core values are in line with mine and the team, which is authenticity, connection, kindness, harmony, gratitude, and obviously brilliant technically. Um, so th- that's really a key factor for me because you need to not only look after the person that you're bringing into the team, you need to look after the people that are on the existing team. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And um, it's interesting that you you give that trust and respect rather than they have to earn it. So you're giving it from the outset. Yeah. And I think that also very clearly sets the benchmark. I'm hiring a professional. You're you're coming on to the team because of your your skill set we've had our chats you've you've met the selection criteria but you know it's a trusted relationship absolutely and so when you're building your teams how do you both attract new people into the team and then retain those people as well so I guess attracting them is you know offering them information about what they can get by becoming part of our organization and then once you get them in the door to the interview being authentic in the interview letting them get a sense of um, who you are being totally honest and transparent and and asking I guess some questions that will get a view on on where they sit in their um, ethos for relationships and building teams um so being authentic and asking them to be the the same in relation to retaining them I think keeping it real um knowing how to communicate different personality types need different things some need a lot of time and attention and some don't Mm -hmm. like that at all so spending the time to get to know that individual and how they operate Mm-hmm. Um, again, mutual respect and trust. We spend a lot of time with the people we work with, so it has to be easy. It can't be. It can't be difficult, or it won't work. Yeah, definitely. And, and as you say, some things work for some people, and other approaches work for other people. And and having that understanding that and that's right. I mean, I'm a I'm a talker. I've just cut over you there. Apologies for that. But I have to 
uh, one of my mentors actually gave me a fabulous piece of advice, and that was speak 50% less. And it was like a superpower. Mm. Because when I came to Australia and I had a very thick accent and I would ask a question of somebody, immediately I would think they didn't understand. So I'd ask it again. Now, for a personality type that's very analytical, that likes to take in that information, absorb Mm. it, sort it out in their head before they start speaking, me asking that question a second time actually (laughs) irritates them. Yes, I'm a talker too, if I'm <laughs> I'm honest with you. And so I agree that sometimes it's like just shush. <laughs> yeah, and being comfortable with silence. You know, you don't have to be talking the whole time because this person, that might be just really, really annoying gibberish to them. Whereas you'd have another person who you're going into a meeting, they want a bit of small talk they want what did you do on the weekend before they get down into the meeting so knowing who you're dealing with and certainly when you're bringing somebody new into the team you don't know that straight away but you need to take the time to find out yes definitely you have to learn that don't you so and finally if you could go back in time what would you tell 16 year old mary i would say poor love you take yourself so seriously um I would say you got this girl you know back yourself not arrogance but just a bit more Mm self-belief um I've just completed the Brene Brown dare to lead program that was facilitated by this amazing woman Rebecca Hopkins and it was held over zoom but it was still wonderful the course material is fantastic and everybody really came on board with the networking And Rebecca is quite brilliant in her facilitation. But a big takeaway for me was self-empathy. You know, when you think about a girlfriend or a sister or your daughter, if Mm -hmm. if they fail at something, you're, you're there for them to say, it's okay, you know, in the scheme of things, it's fine. You'll get there, you know, just be kind to yourself. I still have a lot of self-empathy to embrace. I'm trying very hard to think about when I judge myself, would it be the same? Would it be as harsh as I judge or as less harsh as I would judge my sister or my friend? And I know it would it would be, I'm much harsh, harsher on myself. So for 16-year-old Mary Callahan, I would say, be kind to yourself. It doesn't have to be perfect once we learn from the mistakes. Definitely. And um, you're making me think of my daughter. She's 16. And she's got yeah. exams this week. And she doesn't practice enough self-empathy. So, and probably isn't kind enough. She's a perfectionist. Uh, yeah. It was Taurus. We set the, the bar. Yeah. I mean, I'm very kind to myself insofar as, you know, I'll I'll take time to exercise if I want to have a facial, that kind of thing. But just in relation to if I think I could have done better at something or I'm not doing it quick enough or mm-hmm. yeah. So I just need to, I, and, and I'm aware of it. So um, being aware of it is half the battle. Now I just have to do something about it. So acting with kindness and compassion to your team, but also to yourself as well. Exactly. Um, is really important. Well, thank you very much for sharing your story there, Mary. Is there anything else that you'd like to share? 
just to say, I reflected on this as well as I prepared. I remember my darling mother used to say, every day is a school day. So every day is an opportunity to learn, whether it's new technologies, meeting new people, new habits, and mm -hmm. that this is the gig. It's not a dry run or a practice. This is it. Yeah. You know, I believe we're all responsible for our own happiness. So keep it real. Everyone has challenges. And I say this to my girls, everyone has challenges, aspects of the job that they don't like or stuff that they have to do. But once the good outweighs the bad, that's what counts. That's what counts. And, you know, with the challenges, you, you might look around your peers and think every they've got it sorted and I've got all this stuff going on in the background. It's not true. Even on that, that um, dare to lead course that I was on, everybody has challenges, yeah. but it's how you deal with the challenges that defines you. Um, it's ongoing. And finally, Nicola, just to say thanks for inviting me along. Um, I've enjoyed it. Awesome. Well, it's always lovely to talk to you. Um, and thank you very much for your time, Mary. Thanks, Nicola. Have a great day and I'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please remember to subscribe, rate and review. If you're looking for career advice, your next career opportunity or to grow your tech team, then please call me, Nicola Steele, on 0499 773-546 or go to our website jjptalent.com.au The Don't Just Survive Thrive podcast is part of the Spotlight series which includes the YouTube channel Spotlight on Software Development. If you want more insights into the software industry, particularly tech startups, then subscribe to the Spotlight on Software Development YouTube channel. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Thank you.